Shark Tank called me and out of the blue and I guess someone had nominated me for Shark Tank. And that was the moment that I was like, okay, I want to give this my all. And so, yeah, people thought I was crazy. My mom was like embarrassed to tell her friends that her daughter was turning down vet school to start a granola company. But I just knew deep down in my soul, like this is for me and I have to give this everything I got. Today's guest is Morgan Potts, founder and chief dreamer at Gernarly Snacks. In 2015, Morgan dreamt of creating the gnarliest snack company in the world in order to power her life of passion. And since then, she turned that dream into a thriving business. As you'll hear in this episode, Morgan is an experienced brand builder, marketer, and social media guru. And she's been able to transform her skills, passion, and creativity into a way of life. So let's get into it. I'm your host, Liz Landine, and this is The Outdoor Entrepreneur. Hey, Morgan, welcome to the show. Hi, Liz. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here with you today. Awesome. Well, I thought you could kind of take us back because I don't actually really know your backstory too much. So let's start there. What were maybe some of the things you were up to prior to starting your own business? Well, how far back do you want to go is the question. (laughs) I'm just kidding. Um, No. So... Let's see. In college, I, well, I had the dream about Gernarly, my company, right out of college. And I'm sure we'll get there in just a moment. But, you know, if we look back in my entire life, my parents were always like, you're going to be an entrepreneur. I was the kid, you know, starting pet washing businesses and house cleaning businesses and making bracelets to sell at school. And my mom always reminds me that I sold a cup of water to the mailman for $5. And she's like, you can literally sell anything, Morgan. And so, you know, looking back, you know, I was the kid that was always outside, always in the trampoline, always coming up with business ideas. And, um, but I'm stubborn. So in college, I studied animal science and I have a degree in biology and chemistry. And I wanted to be a vet. And I had uh, volunteered at a vet clinic for years and, you know, was in college working towards going to veterinary school with the dream of working with elephants and large animals in Africa. So that's kind of what I was up to before I ever started making granola, which I never thought I would be doing, but yeah. (laughs) And then I don't know if I read this somewhere, but you have like a branding, marketing, social media background too, right? Were you working with some other brands at the time? Yeah. So all along, even post having the dream of Granarly that changed my life, I have loved working for woman-owned businesses. And I've always had like a marketing branding I and over the years I've realized I've been blessed with this skill of naming things. I love words, I love writing, I love naming. I you know, it just comes naturally to me. And so uh even, you know, in college I did stuff for my sorority and that kind of area, you know, marketing and environment kind of things and then uh that's kind of still what I do on the side which I don't have much free time with Grenarly, but I do love kind of having different outlets of creativity alongside Grenarly that um that yeah, with marketing and branding. So awesome. Well, I love what I've heard so far and what I've read and what you've told me about your company, Granarly. And I just love the story behind why you started it, how you started it, how it came to you. So tell us how did Granarly come into this world? My favorite question ever. I never get tired of telling the story and it still inspires and encourages me, you know, six, seven years down the road. 
I kind of alluded to this. Um, in 2015, I was graduating college and I had gotten accepted to veterinary school. And it was the week before I was heading on a big snowboarding trip. I love to snowboard and we'd always go out to Colorado every year. And we were about to head out uh, with, you know, a bunch of college kids. And I got accepted to veterinary school, the dream come true, you know, and I went to sleep one night and in the middle of the night, I had an actual dream and it was put whiskey and granola and call it granarly. And I woke up the next day and I remember making a note in my phone, whiskey, granola, like that sounds cool. And granarly sounds amazing. And as I was about to go snowboarding, I had this thought, you know, whiskey keeps you warm on the mountain. I don't really love whiskey, but we had fireball at our house, you know, from college days. And I was like, cinnamon whiskey sounds great in granola. And so woke up the next day, made a batch, you know, just got some oats and maple syrup and and fireball whiskey and a couple other ingredients. And it actually tasted amazing. I was shocked. And so I went to the store and bagged up a bunch of granola and these little like jewelry pouches, basically these little clear bags. And I brought about a hundred samples of it on the snowboarding trip with us. And I passed it out to people and they looked at me like I was absolutely crazy, but that is how Granarly initially began. So we've obviously come a very long way since that moment, but um, that was the the dream that changed my life. And, and yeah, it's, it's been quite the adventure ever since. I literally have goosebumps as I'm listening to you because <laughs> Because it's just so crazy, you know, whatever we talk about, follow your dreams all the time. It's like hashtag follow your dreams. Okay. But you like quite literally (laughs) followed your dream. Yeah. And so I just, I love that. And I get some really cool downloads when I have, when I'm dreaming sometimes. And I've recently started writing them down. Like I'm like, write that down because who knows, (laughs) right? Who knows? But, but I'm curious, like, did you, so you have this dream, you go on the snowboarding trip, you pass out these samples pretty soon afterwards. Like, did you go all in like right away or did you, was it more of a gradual process? I guess that's like part one of my question. And then I have a second part, which would just be like, when you decided, okay, this is going to happen. Was it like, did you feel scared, confident? Did people think you were crazy because it was all based on a dream? But <laughs> just So, okay. Love this question too. Let's start with the first half. So no, the answer is I, you know, well, yes, I woke up and I was like, I'm going to make this, but I didn't, I had just gotten accepted to vet school. I took, you know, three years of organic chemistry, which is not easy. So, and I'm stubborn and I was like, well, I want to go to vet school, you know? And so something worth mentioning, the vet school I got accepted to was on an island called Grenada, uh, St. George University. And so it wasn't even just like going somewhere in the US. It was like moving to an island and they had an opportunity to either start in August or in January. And so I did initially move my acceptance start date to January to buy me some time because I was very torn and had a lot of opinions being thrown at me of like, why the heck would you start a granola company when you just worked hard in college for this, that dream. And then, you know, all those things. So it was quite a process. Um, Without going into all the details, I was working at an outfitter store in college in Louisiana, and they wanted to open a new location about an hour west of where I was. And so I moved to Shreveport, Louisiana, which is important detail, uh, to open a store for them. And I was just like, okay, I'm going to move to Shreveport, open this store, run it for them until January and save up money and go to vet school. And in 
in the back of my mind, I was also like, and I'll maybe work on Grenarly a little bit and see what happens, you know? And so I always had that what if in the back of my mind, like what if Grenarly is meant to be for me? But at the time I was, I was like being a selfish college senior, you know, I wasn't really thinking like, oh, this is a dream for my life or this was a download from, I mean, I think it was from God, but whether it's God or, you know, higher power, universe, whatever, like I firmly believe it was a gift given to me. But like you said, you write down your downloads and notes and it's like, it's your responsibility whether now or later to act on them. But I do believe that sometimes those downloads, if we don't claim them, I guess you could say, and become good stewards of them, like they can be passed to other people, which that's a whole other topic in and of itself. But uh, for vet school, so they pay for you to go visit the vet school and check it out. And so my dad and I went to visit that October. And from the time we took off on the plane to who I sat by, the people I met on the island, the experiences I had on the island, everything was pointing to Grenarly. It was crazy. Like I got to the island and it's the island of spices. And instead of touring the vet school, I ended up going on a spice farm tour to look at the cinnamon and nutmeg farms, you know, and that's two ingredients we use in Grenarly. And my dad, I'll never forget him saying, Morgan, you want to live on an island, but your heart is so set on Grenarly. And I just remember having this epiphany there. Like I can always work hard, earn a degree, go to vet school and become a vet. But while I'm young and don't have a lot to lose, I guess you could say, I didn't have a family. I, you know, all the things didn't have any money. I'm like, I kind of want to give this thing a go while I'm 22 years old. And so I got back from touring that school and never looked back. And, you know, it's been a process ever since. It's been an adventure, but it really was March of 2016. Shark Tank called me and out of the blue. And I guess someone had nominated me for Shark Tank. And that was the moment that I was like, okay, I want to give this my all. And so, yeah, people thought I was crazy. My mom was like, embarrassed to tell her friends that her daughter was turning down vet school to start a granola company. But I just knew deep down in my soul, like this is for me and I have to give this everything I got. So I don't know if I answered both of your questions just then. That was a long-winded answer, but kind of a mixture of both. Yeah. No, that's awesome. I didn't I didn't know all of kind of the the story leading up to and how it it kind of unfolded for you after the dream. So and and as I'm listening to you, I'm literally I'm just smiling from ear to ear. It's such a good story. <laughs> Yeah. And it's crazy. Like uh, down to, I met my current manufacturer at um, somewhere in Shreveport, Louisiana, and, you know, just a total like divine encounter. I met her in passing. She ran a peanut business for 25 years and she took me under her wing. So early in 2016 or yeah, 2016, I started working for her as her nanny. And I was like, teach me everything about food, about manufacturing, about, you know, you, her and her husband run their business. Like, you know, I just wanted to learn everything from her and absorb all the knowledge that I don't have because I studied animal science. And so I spent that whole year, 2016, and then some into 2017 before moving to Austin, just really learning everything that I possibly can. And I do want to make a note right now for people listening, because some people are like, well, what if I don't have a dream in the middle of the night? Like you're so lucky. And I'm like, I I do feel really lucky and I feel really blessed, but that doesn't discredit you, you know, whoever's listening, like ideas come in so many different ways. It can be passions that have been on your heart your whole life. It can be something that inspires you, something that gets you out of bed in the mornings. And so I don't want anyone listening that, you know, to discredit if they haven't had a dream in the middle of the night, it doesn't mean that you aren't capable or qualified to start something on your own. And I just like to throw that out there because 
you know, we have different passions and ideas come to us in different ways. So anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Good point. Good point. Okay. Awesome. So tell us more about Grenarly. What is it? What's the purpose or motto behind it? Give us the details. Yeah. So Grenarly at the root is a whiskey granola company. So we do have two blends that are baked with whiskey in it. They taste really amazing. We have the OG and Marty Party. And Marty Party is our Louisiana king cake blend. And it's our bestseller. It kind of gives us those ties to Louisiana. Uh, it tastes like cake. And then we have three other blends. Uh, one that's caffeinated granola. It's all granola, but what I wanted, you know, the whiskey sets us apart. The ingredients we use set us apart. We have one that has avocados baked into it, you know, funky things. But what I realized, and everyone at the beginning was like, you know, there's so much granola out there and you know, people can make this on their own. And you know, you know, X, Y, and Z reason why I shouldn't be doing this. And I was like, yeah, I get that. But everyone treats granola as a topping and everyone eats it. So why can't it be snackable? And so we bought a food truck. We moved to Austin. We started making acai bowls with granarly on top as the topping. But people loved our granola so much that I wanted to package it and make it a snack because there's snack bars out there and there's granola, but there's nothing really in between. And so we created waterproof on the go snackable packs of granarly. So that's our actual physical product. And then greater than that, my heart is really behind. I just believe getting outside, moving your body, you know, everything you stand for, Liz, like just adventuring in life is, it changes everything. It changes your perspective. It, you know, changes how you show up in situations, changes just so many things. So I feel like moving your body, getting outside and getting out of your comfort zone are three things that I'm really passionate about in life. And so I want people to eat granarly and be inspired to do those things and also find community in that. So we're kind of in the process of changing our tagline, but right now I've been saying, life's an adventure, don't be bland, eat granarly, because I do believe that, you know, we have one life and it's too short to not just go for it. And it's scary, but it's always worth it. Whether you succeed or you fail, I feel like there's lessons learned in all of it. And so that's granarly today. We sell online. We sell at Whole Foods as of last month, which is exciting. Oh my goodness. Congratulations. Thank you. Just in Austin right now, but um, growing. I'm manifesting that that will be growing into all Whole Foods and then central markets across Texas. And then we also are talking to a few larger retailers right now and um, some airlines. So hopefully, Granarly will be nationwide, you know, to the masses very soon. Oh, I have no doubt. I have no doubt. That's so exciting. So I love talking about process. I don't want to beat this too much, but I'd love to go back to process just a little bit. When you started, kind of after you got through the initial phase of really start, you know, starting and learning everything you could, do you feel like it was harder than you thought it would be to start a food-based business or easier? You know, maybe it was, maybe it was easier than you thought it would be. I'm just, I'm just curious. And like, did you run into any big roadblocks right off the bat or was it all like pretty fairly smooth running? That's a great question. And one that I still wrap my head around today, you know, some days I wake up and I'm like, I can't believe I get to do this for a living because it's so fun and I love it. And some days it seems like a breeze because it doesn't seem like work to me. And then there's days like yesterday that I'm like, I don't even know if I can make it through this day and we just need to bite it off one, you know, one bite at a time or, you know, what do they say? How do you eat bell and one bite at a time? Mm -hmm. So going back to the beginning, uh, I think that it was... Harder than I expected. I also think I was 22 and naive. And so I didn't really know what to expect. 
And also I am really fearless and I just kind of went for it. And so I think I could say it's easy and hard. I think that I would not be where I'm at today without seeking wisdom and teaching and mentorship from other people that have walked where I wanted to go. And I think that that's really important to to not try to do it alone and learn from other people's failures. I will say blessing and a curse starting at 22. I had no clue what I was doing. So right now we're actually about to fundraise for the first time ever. And I think raising money, having money and just like being able to pay myself and grow a business, it's just expensive. And so I think not having the means or capital behind Grenarly, we've obviously made some great success, but I think that it's been a long time coming for us to be here. And I think looking back now, I should have done this earlier. I could have hired a team earlier. You know, there's things like that. And I don't beat myself up about it. I only knew what I knew. And I'm grateful to be doing it today because we're at a better place today than we have been since we started Granarly. But I think that over the past years, I've learned nothing is impossible. We're all trying to figure it out. Other people have done this. It's more about your perspective around the process and figuring out, okay, let's just tackle this. Like, how are we going to get through this one problem to get to the next step? And that's, that's really what I believe entrepreneurship and honestly, life is all about just kind of figuring out problem solving. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's so true. But I do want to add, it's not for the week. Like I got to points where I wanted to give up and my mentor was like, Morgan, these are the parts that weed out the week. Like you have to have grit to keep going. And so I just want to encourage people to listening. Like if you're at a point where you really believe in what you're doing, but it feels like you can't keep going, like keep going, you can. And you know, like you will have these breakthroughs and these doors will open. And and if doors close after close after close, then maybe reevaluate. But I do feel like there's phases in life and in business where you have to push through and overcome. And that's going to take you to the next level, you know? Yeah, I've actually recently talked about this. So I I really appreciate you saying that is just, I feel like, you know, entrepreneurship, we think of it as a way to make money. We think of it as a job or whatever, but it's really a way of life. And I think it's, you know, it's lifestyle, it's a way of life. And so that's a commitment. (laughs) Totally. And that's a commitment in the, the highs and the lows. Yep. I'm like, you learn a lot of life lessons running a business and vice versa. So I'm like, it just all meshes together at some point. (laughs) Yeah. So it's been, you know, five, six years since you've fully like, you know, started the company. What are you most proud of to this point? Ooh, this is going to be very cheesy, but I'm first proud of myself because if you met 22 year old Morgan, like I come off really confident, like fearless, all the things, but you know what my biggest hurdle was at 22, I would go talk to people about ideas I have. I have crazy ideas of businesses and inventions that I still want to do. But you know what I would say, Liz, before telling anyone my idea, I'd be like, I would literally use the phrase, I know this is really stupid, but... And so my mentor would be like, Morgan, you're already diminishing a great idea by that phrase right before it. Like you need to stop... Like your words are powerful. You need to stop saying your ideas are stupid. You need to stop like already rationalizing or discrediting what you're about to say because your ideas are great and your opinion matters and your voice matters. And so I had this moment and I said, you know what? I'm never going to call anything I'm doing stupid again. People can make that decision for themselves around what I'm doing. But if it's something I believe in, like I'm not going to put those words around it. And that changed everything for me. So I'm proud of myself just for doing the hard work. I mean, it's not easy and I'm not trying to be prideful or proud or anything. But um, I think that I think being humble is actually the most important thing and just showing up and being like, hey, 
I want to do this, but I don't know how to do this, but can you help me? Or can you join my team or, you know, whatever it is. And and that's where I really have seen Grenarly and myself thrive lately is just being transparent. Even with talking to big companies that we're going to work with or on LinkedIn, I'm just like, Hey, I want to do this. And I have no idea how to get there. So that I would say myself, I guess. And I think our launch in Whole Foods, I, that's something I dreamed of. And I actually put Grenarly on the shelves at a Whole Foods in 2017. I just walked in and put it on the shelf. And I was like, we're going to be in here one day. Like I put the vision in front of me and the people working thought I was psycho. They're like, what are you doing? And what is this product? And I wanted it so badly in 2017. But I am so, so, so grateful that now in 2022, like that's when they called for us to be on the shelf because we're just at a much better place. Like our product looks better. Our product tastes better. We have bigger pouches now. Our distribution, you know, everything is so different from 2017. And so seeing us on the shelf at Whole Foods when they can pick a million other granolas and they pick granarly was really a a crazy moment for, for me, honestly. So... Yeah, those are great ones. Yeah, I call that like divine timing. And I totally I know for myself, I'm a pretty impatient person. And that's something I try to work on is like, I've been told it's deeply undermining like to the universe or whatever, whatever your path is to be so impatient. So I love that you had you had this experience with like, oh, yeah, this is divine timing. It's happening exactly when it's supposed to happen. And yeah. And then I just to go back to what you said around, you know, words being powerful. And I just, I couldn't agree more. And I had a very similar situation happen to me where for years I said, I'm horrible at public speaking. I'm no good at speaking in front of people. And I just, I said it and I said it and I said it, it held me back in so many ways. And then I had a light bulb moment too, where I was like, I need to stop saying that. Like, I am never going to say that again. And it was game changer just to not say those words anymore. Yeah. It's like, honestly, I mean, you get it. It's crazy. It's just so crazy what your your mindset and perspective is everything. So yeah. We'll be right back after this quick break. Do you have tons of thoughts, ideas, and shiny things swirling around that entrepreneurial brain of yours? Whether you already have a business or you dream of having one one day, It's always nice to have someone to talk to and run ideas by. So if you're looking for someone to share all that with and sort through it all, I got you. Grab a free 30-minute clarity call and let's have a quick brainstorming session. In case you don't already know, one of my superpowers is really simplifying things. So at the end of the call, you're going to feel clear, organized, aligned, and ready to make some decisions or take some action from a place of inspiration and intention. People seriously love these calls and they get so much out of them. So if you think you'd benefit from something like this, be sure to grab one today. You can message the words Clarity Call to me on Instagram at Liz Landine or go to lizlandine.com, scroll down the page and click the button to schedule your Clarity Call now. I love connecting with listeners in person and I look forward to chatting with you soon. All right, now let's get back into the episode. So let's talk then, you know, you're in some Whole Foods, you're in some grocery stores, you're, you're really starting to see the divine timing happening for you. I would love to talk big picture with Grenarly. So where do you see it going as a brand, as a company, kind of big picture? And I, this is kind of a similar question. It might be, you might answer it differently, but 
what do you envision for for the company, but also what do you envision for yourself kind of long-term with, with this business? Yeah. For Granarly, I'm practicing dream. Like I'm a big dreamer, but I'm practicing dreaming even bigger because I just feel like, like I have to practice what I preach sometimes. Like life's an adventure, don't be bland. You know, I'm like, okay, well, if I'm going to be the one thinking outside the box and encouraging people to do that, like I have to take risks too. And so I've actually, I spent the summer in Georgia with my parents for a second or two months. And I mentioned that because I think, you know, I didn't want to do that because it seemed like I was stepping back or like, you know, I don't know, just like not moving forward. But I was talking, I have a therapist and I was talking to my therapist and she was like, Morgan, view your life right now as you're hiking a 14er. She knows how to speak to me, you know? And she's <laughs> like, when you're, when you're hiking a 14er, like you see the summit, like you see where you want to go. But before you get to the top, there's all these other like false summits and peaks that you have to reach. And, you know, when you get to those, you still see where you're going, but like you have to stop and you have to drink water and you have to eat a snack or you have to regroup or like go to the bathroom or whatever. Like you can't just like beeline it up this 14 or it's a, it's a process. And so she was like, think about this summer as your resting point before you keep going. And I love that analogy because this summer, I really got to sit still and quiet and not be distracted by social, you know, life and all the things which I love doing. But I just sat still for a little bit. And I feel like I got so much clarity and vision around where Grenarly was go- is going, which is exciting. And so we are working on a line of whiskey because we make whiskey granola, but we're going to launch a line of whiskey uh, for Grenarly. And we're actually launching something called Slope Shots. Um, and they're compostable single shots that you take out on the slopes with you, like fireball shots. Um, and you take them while you're skiing and snowboarding. Um, and so we are branching out as far as like our product line goes just from Granarly, uh, granola into more on the go products that get you outside and out of your comfort zone, which I'm really excited about. And then with that, I have big dreams of you know, I want to write a book about Otis, the llama. I haven't even mentioned Otis yet. He's our gnarly Odin llama, our mascot. And I, I call him like the gnarly god, I guess you could say. He's like the adventure guru that takes us on all our trips and adventures. We don't have an actual llama yet. <laughs> I was going to ask. I know. <laughs> I, like, I, I have, have to know. They're like, is this a real llama? I'm like, no, my dog Peaches looks like a llama. And so I call her my Otis. But, um, but we're working on like a little mascot costume. But anyway... I want to write a children's book about Otis and I want to launch a greeting card line. And there's a lot of other things that I want to do with Grenarly. Uh, So that's kind of the first part of your question. I just feel like the brand is expanding and I really want to, my, my vision for the next X amount of years is just to get Grenarly granola to the masses, but build this community where I just feel like doing things in community and not alone, even if it's just going on a hike with a friend is better than going by yourself. And so really just building out the community aspect of Grenarly. I'm really passionate about. And then, you know, big dream goals would be to like sell for a lot of money to Kellogg's and then start more businesses. But I have no idea what that's, what's, if that's going to happen. <laughs> but we'll just put that out. We'll put it out there. Yeah. yeah. And then for me personally, I have some other side projects I'm working on. Uh, I do want to launch a couple other businesses and some not in the food space. I've loved the food space, but I would love to have a product that's not you know, perishable. And so I kind of have some ideas stirring in the pot, but uh, very early stages, just because I'm trying to focus and really put my head down with Grenarly. But I think, you know, uh, a big dream of mine that is coming to life right now is doing Grenarly full time. I, I 
I've always had a side job. I've always had some side social media clients. And while that's been amazing and so fun, uh, I'm excited to put my head down and uh, focus on Just Grenarly starting in September, actually, when we finish our fundraise and then um, build a team. So that's kind of an exciting like goal that's that's coming up soon. Yeah, that's all super exciting. Uh, all right. Well, you know, we kind of mentioned this, but tapping into your branding, your marketing, social media background, plus on top of all that, now you're an entrepreneur and working for yourself. What piece of advice would you offer to those who are maybe on a similar path or maybe they're aspiring to be one day? Is there, you've already offered tons of great advice, but I just want to ask this uh, in a slightly different way, but just, you know, I think especially with a lot of your branding and marketing and social media background, I think that's an area a lot of people struggle in or right now it's just, it feels so overwhelming in many ways because there's so many options and so much you could do and there's so many shiny things, but any advice you would offer to someone who's kind of going down this path or, or recently on it? Yeah. So my first piece of advice that I always say is, and I don't have a problem with this, but I know some people do. And I think, and again, a blessing and a curse with how I'm designed and how we're all different in the world. Um, what I don't struggle with is overthinking. I kind of just go for things. And some people like to plan and have everything buttoned up and lined out and ready to go. And then they get started. But I think sometimes we get caught up in, um, you know, a process or our plan. And then when things don't go according to plan, we freak out. And so I've found that there is beauty in just beginning. And so my first piece of advice to those that are, you know, in this or want to get into entrepreneurship, starting a business, whatever it may be, is just start. And starting could look like, putting your ideas on paper, starting could be like buying a camera. If you want to be a photographer, it could be like making your first batch of granola. I mean, whatever it is, like just start, you know, you have to start somewhere and just trust that you're going to learn by doing and you can plan. And I, I think there is a piece of the puzzle that needs to be planned for sure. It's important to have goals. It's important to have strategy, all that jazz, but kind of being open-handed around that, even because your consumers, your life is just going to happen in direct you as long as you're staying true to your mission and your passion and and who you are. I used to say I'm doing Grenarly for Morgan. I'm like, well, Morgan isn't the only consumer of Grenarly. There's so many consumers. So who am I making this for? And so I think getting started is most important. The other thing I've learned that has really helped me is just ask questions. Like we get so caught up with being nervous to ask somebody something or, you know, reaching out to another brand or someone you admire. And at the end of the day, we're all just humans. We're all trying to figure it out. We all are just kind of running around like, you know, no one has the answers to life or they'd be the one that are the billionaires in the world. But I think that just don't be afraid to put yourself out there and ask questions. And whether, you know, if you don't have a marketing social media brain, we'll find someone that you look up to and just ask them how they got started or ask for help or get an intern or, you know, there's so many different answers to your problems. And I think it really does does just start by conversation and relationship. So those would be my two pieces of advice that I honestly give myself every single day. And one more real quick, if we have time is Mm -hmm. to take the risk. Like I always ask myself, what's the worst thing that could possibly happen? And I'm like, I'm broke and end up in jail, which those two things would be absolutely terrible. Like I would hate that obviously, but I'm like, you know what? If that's where we get to, then okay, so be it. But usually if something fails that you try, you learn a lesson from it and lessons are so important to keep you going so you don't do it again. And so I really do just want to encourage people listening to to just 
go for it. If it's something you really, really, really believe in and really can't imagine doing in life or something you can't stop thinking about, like just go for it. And even if you're not doing your passion project or your business full-time yet, and you're learning from other jobs, like that's okay too. Like do what you got to do to keep going. Like whether it's working at a coffee shop or, you know, whatever it might be, it doesn't matter. There's no key to life or answer with that. But I think that as long as you're working towards your goals, then it doesn't matter so much of what the process looks like, if that makes sense. Yeah, I talk to people about this too. It's like, you can build your business, you can build your life, whatever it is, however the hell you want to. And it can look however it needs to look for you. And and that could mean for many of us, you know, I mean, that's how I started my business too. I didn't just jump ship and start my business. <laughs> I was working a 40 hour a week job until I was able to get to a point in my other business and my side hustle at the time. But it was a long grind to get there and it wasn't easy. And I, I think nowadays, especially with social media, we can fall into that trap a little bit where we're following people that are doing what we want to be doing. And it's so easy to be like, oh, it looks so easy for them. And they're like, as if they woke up one morning and they just were there, you know, as we see them today. And and so it's a good just reminder of like reality check. <laughs> this is This is work. It's, it can be hard work or it can be, you know, it can be simple work, but it's still going to take work. And on that note too, with social media, it's like what I struggle or not struggle with, that's maybe not the right word, but what I check myself on is being inspired by others versus comparison because comparison really will rob you of the joy and then the vision of what you're doing. If you're comparing what you're doing to others, because I think, I mean, our tagline used to be go against the grain. We're not grain free. And people thought that, but what I mean by go against the grain in life is like, I don't like to follow the rules or stick to the status quo. And so, you know, I naturally tend to do things differently than everybody else. But I do think that you don't want the same journey as someone else. Like, and it's probably a great thing if you're not doing it like everyone else, like that's what sets you apart. And so, you know, it's cool to be inspired and encouraged and follow people on Instagram or wherever you're looking for your you know, inspiration to see what they're doing and be inspired and be encouraged, but also keep your eyes on what you're doing, you know? And, and just, like I said, I can't reiterate enough. And like you're doing with your business, if you believe in it and know that it's, you know, and you have a clear vision of where you're headed, like don't let anything take you off that path and that adventure. Cause I think it's more beautiful to have a world full of different, a different paths, you know, we're all in a different journey. So. Yeah. All right. Well, I ask everyone these questions and I always love hearing so many different answers, but what about your current situation or your current setup? Are you absolutely loving right now or what do you feel is working really well for you? Ooh, <laughs> I'm laughing because I'm, I don't even mind saying this. I, you saw my face on video. I'm sitting in my apart, my brand new apartment on the floor recording this podcast. So I'm laughing because I'm like my actual literal current situation is hilarious <laughs> to me. Um, but you know, what's new? I, I was talking on another podcast a couple of weeks ago and they were like, Morgan, we're surprised you're not in your car. You're always on the go. And I'm like, yeah, I am. And I love that, but I'm also excited to kind of be grounded for a little bit. And so while I love living an adventurous life and having fun and, you know, living, I mean, ultimately the best life I've ever dreamed of and having the flexibility to do that. I'm entering the season of staying put in Austin, Texas. You know, like I said, building a team. I just looked at a new office space this morning. 
I just feel like there is beauty in being rooted and grounded, even if it's not every single day or even if it's not for a long term, being rooted and being grounded and just like really diving into the community that is around me here. So that's what I'm most excited about. I feel like someone asked me the other day, do you still love what you're doing? Like, it seems like you do. And I'm like, yes, because Granarly feels like we're just now beginning. And I'm so excited about that because, you know, while we've been, while I've been in business for six, six years, I guess, it feels like we're just getting started. And I am so excited about that. I just have this new wave of energy. I brought on a new teammate, you know, we're raising money. There's so many exciting ideas. I'm not out of ideas. And I feel like the moment I'm out of ideas is when I will shut it all down, but we're not there yet. And so I'm just really excited to keep on going, you know, and keep, I keep saying, keep living the adventure, but it is, it's not about standing on top of the mountain. It's all about the journey along the way. And so I'm just excited to, to keep on trucking along, keep moving and grooving, as I always say. Nice. All right. Well, let me ask you the flip side to that coin then. Okay. (laughs) What about your current situation or your current setup with the business, all of that? Are you wanting to improve or maybe get a little bit more dialed in? I think uh, that's a great question. I think our systems, that's such a cliche answer, but I'm very, as you can tell from this show, I'm sure like, I love to talk. I love people. I love connection, marketing, all the fun things. What I don't like is operations and finance and strategy and systems. And I think that when I started Grenarly, I always dreamed of being where I'm at today. But you know, I never at 22 thought that I would be where I'm at right now. And so we've kind of just been flying like, you know, I feel like I've just been in sprint mode the past few years. And so it's challenging to me, but um, we're working on just buttoning up our, you know, our everything down to where our money's going for our ingredients all the way up to like, who are we going to sell to in the next year? I mean, there's just so much, everything in between and all the details. And so I feel like we're, um, I'm entering a phase of dotting my I's and crossing my T's and getting things really dialed in as far as this is more talking snack, but I guess I could allude it to business and life, but um, just, you know, distribution and like I said, strategy and our systems, getting those really tied together on a small scale because the conversations we're having that could be something we're doing next year. Like if we get those dialed in right now, then that launch is going to be way more smooth. And so anyway, that's that's kind of where I'm at today. And it's it's a headache. It's what I do not like to do, but I know that it's so important in order to get us where I want to go. Yeah. All right. Well, as we start to wrap up, tell people where can they find you on social media or learn more about Grenarly? So they can find Grenarly at Grenarly.com. It's G-R-A-N-A-R-L-Y, like gnarly granola. So Grenarly.com. Liz, I'll get you a code. I don't, we can yeah. keep this on the show, but I can get you a code for the listeners to put in the show notes. So they can shop on Grenarly with a discount. So I will give that to awesome. you. Awesome to do that ahead of time, but I will um, share that with you post-show. And then we are on Instagram at Grenarly. We're on Facebook, TikTok, all the social media. So just Grenarly for everything. If you see a bright colored llama with glasses on, you're at the right place. And then I also like to include my Instagram. It's just Morgan A. Potts. And I say that because I love when people reach out to me, like I've done for other people that I have been encouraged and inspired by and just reach out with questions, schedule calls, whatever it might be. I love sharing time, coffee, all the things just to answer and encourage and inspire. I feel like that's like my favorite thing to do is just have conversations with people. So um, you can find me there. My email is morgan at granarly.com. So you can reach out to me directly. And I think that's all. Cool. All right. Well, as the final question, 
you know, I'm a business strategy and action coach. And my hope in doing this podcast is to ultimately inspire people to take massive action towards their own dreams and their own goals, to not just dream about it, but to actually do it and to become that. So with that in mind, I'd love to close out with an action challenge. Uh, What's one thing you want people to get out there and do in pursuit of their own dreams and their own goals? So Morgan, what's your action challenge for our listeners? Um, My action challenge for everyone listening is to take a piece of paper and a marker. I love markers, colored markers. This is so detailed. Go outside to somewhere that inspires you. It could be a field. It could be a mountain. It could be anywhere. Like even, I always say we can find adventure all around us. And I hope people listening aren't like, well, I don't live in a cool place. It's like, it's okay. You can go sit at a park. You can go lay in the grass, whatever. Go outside with your paper and your marker. Write down things that you love to do or you're passionate about or things that you can't stop thinking about. Even if they seem silly, you know, when I started Grenarly, my mindset, I was always like, well, if Snuggies can be like a multi-million dollar business, then Grenarly can succeed. That was my thought. And so, you know, write out all your silly ideas. And then and maybe it's one piece of paper per idea, whatever it might be. And then write down two to three things under it that will help you get started. And that goes back to my piece of advice of just getting started. And what you're going to realize being outside, you know, being in nature, being by yourself and putting these, put the vision in front of you. I'm a big believer of that is that you're already taking action and that's your first step. So um, hopefully that makes sense. But that is my action challenge to get out there, put it on paper, get started, get going. Even if the things you write, you know, the things I wrote at 22 are not all the things that I'm doing today. And there are things I wrote at 22 that I'm still working on today. But even if you just put it out there into the world, I really do believe that um, doors will open where you're meant to be going and you will be guided in the right direction. So... Oh, that's a perfect place to close out. And you've got me so fired up and just inspired and and feeling uh, the courage to really get out there and just, you know, live our dreams. Like, you yes. know, I love saying that, live your dreams. And your dreams. it's so important. And so we'll put all the ways that our listeners can learn more about you and your work in the show notes. And just thank you so much for sharing your journey with us, Morgan. It's been so inspiring so fun talking with you keep shining your light in the world and happy adventuring thank you thank you so much for having me on this seriously this was like the best conversation i've had so thank you for everyone listening and for having me on the show today and i'm so excited to all move and grooving and adventuring together Hey friends, before we wrap up, I wanted to share a gentle reminder that one of the main reasons I started this podcast was to not only live my own inspired life, but to inspire you to do the same and to ultimately take massive action towards your own dreams and goals. So if you're enjoying this podcast and find the content valuable, please subscribe on Apple Podcast and I genuinely enjoy hearing from you. So please be sure to leave a review. If you're on Instagram, I'd love to connect. So follow at Liz Landine. And if you want to support me in the podcast further, you can show your support by one, shopping with our sponsors and two, becoming a Patreon member of The Outdoor Entrepreneur. You get some really awesome perks for being a member, including early access, exclusive bonus episodes, social media shout outs, and even a free business idea brainstorming call with me. All right, until next time, be sure to live life on your terms. And if you're not, make a plan and make it happen, my friends. Adventure awaits and it's all yours. Oh,